This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Alex Murdoch. Yes, it's not over yet. Have you ever seen an action or a horror movie where the killer or the monster dies? and everything calms down. All of a sudden they rise up again and go after the protagonist. That's what's happening here. He's back again. And right now, he is in court. That's right, Alex Murdoch in court again. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at WISTV. Back in a courtroom today for the first time since being convicted of killing his wife and son earlier this year. Murdoch is making his initial appearance in federal court after a grand jury indicted him on nearly two dozen financial related charges. They range from fraud to money laundering. The indictment alleges during Murdoch's time as an attorney, he came up with three schemes to take money and property from his clients. Murdoch is currently serving two life sentences for the murders of his wife and son. If convicted on these federal charges, he could add 480 more years onto his current sentence and be fined up to $13 million. Money, money, money. And more from our friends at WHNS Fox. This barred attorney, Alec Murdoch, set to make an appearance here in Charleston on 22 federal charges. Court documents state the hearing is set to take place at the U.S. courthouse. Last week, Murdoch was indicted by a federal grand jury on a count of conspiracy to commit wire and bank fraud, one count of bank fraud, a total of five counts of wire fraud, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, and 14 counts of money laundering. He's currently in prison for the 2021 shooting deaths of his wife Maggie and son Paul. Joining me, an incredible panel. But first, to Jennifer Wood, Director of Research at FitzNews.com. You can find Jennifer on Twitter at 
Andy Jen underscore. Jennifer, thank you for being with us. He's back. Why won't he go away? Why is he in court? It's like the gift that keeps on giving, I guess. Um, I mean, it's, I don't, and I don't think they're done with them. I mean, there's just, it's just a maze of criminality that they're weeding through. You know, the, the thing is, so many crimes. Eric Bland joining me, attorney for Sandy Smith and Gloria Satterfield's son, founder, partner of Bland Richter, attorneys at law, also co-host of Cup of Justice podcast, which is awesome. Eric Bland, thank you for being with us. Shouldn't you be in court fighting for Alex Murdoch's victims right now? I feel very honored you're with us. What's happening? Why is he back in court? Because, um, one, my partner's going to be there it's in Charleston. And so I have another uh, engagement this afternoon, so I couldn't make it. But my partner's going to argue in connection with his bond. This is the first foray of the federal authorities taking a grab at Alex. And uh, I agree that this is not the end. Uh, you know, there's income tax issues. There's other victim issues. But this is the first foray that the federal government has taken a whack at Alex. I think it's probably they were nervous about some, maybe some statute of limitations issues. But this concerns the Satterfield case, the Plyler sisters, and the Pickneys. And um, it was very telling a lot that happened last week. One is Corey Fleming pled his uh, co-conspirator. But two, Dick Carpulian made the statement that Alex is cooperating with both federal and state authorities. And he does not believe there will be a trial on these charges, which tells me when Dick used the word cooperating, Alex is talking. And that's all we ever wanted from Alex is to start talking. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You know, Eric Bland, um, for such a successful lawyer as you are, I think you need to be more specific. Talking, for most people, that means they're actually telling you something. For Alex Murdoch, it means nothing. Didn't you sit in the courtroom? Wasn't that you right behind me in the courtroom? And this guy, his mouth was moving, but all that came out was trash, garbage. It was like blah, blah, blah. It was all lies. Lies. I should have taken it, it straight lies. to the dump. So him talking it means nothing lies. to me. It does mean something to uh, the authorities if he provides documentation or proof. Obviously, his words are hollow, and everybody knows that. And it was telling because when Russ Lafitte, through his lawyer, said that he was cooperating, the state immediately came out and said, no, we're not getting good cooperation from him. When Dick made that statement, neither the federal government nor the state government contradicted that. So for this to work, not only does Alex have to, have to talk, but he has to provide the proof or tell the, the agencies where to find that proof. And I suspect that Alex has information on other lawyers, on judges, and in particular, his law firm. Because what I have heard is he is very not pleased with the fact that Ronnie Crosby and Mark Ball took a hatchet to his head in that murder trial. Okay, you're really talking inside baseball. You're not telling me who any of these characters are. Um, in a nutshell, briefly... You're saying Murdoch is angry because people testified against him in the murder trial. What people? Ronnie Crosby and Mark Ball, his law partners, yeah. went hard at him, much harder than he anticipated. And you saw the cross-examination 
of Dick Harpoot leaning against Ronnie Crosby, and it got very personal. And Ronnie Crosby made it personal, and Dick made it personal. And from what I have been told, Alex is not pleased. And so the only way Alex can get any kind of accommodation, and it's not going to be an accommodation where he gets out of jail. It'll be some kind of accommodation where he's serving his time because he's going to serve it in a state prison. He's not going to be like Corey Fleming and be able to serve it in a federal prison. He has to give good cooperation. And the fact that we didn't hear from Emily Limehouse or Creighton Waters to contradict Dick is a very telling revelation. Okay, I'm going to break that down. I think what he's saying is that Alex Murdoch claims to be cooperating in financial crimes, and that is why he's in court right now. It's happening. Now, this is a federal indictment for money fraud. Why do we care about that when I've got two dead people lying in the dog kennels at Moselle, his hunting lodge? That's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, also, we learn that Alex Murdoch is going to be forced to answer questions under oath regarding the death of a third person, Tingrel Mallory Beach. But to circle back with high-profile lawyer Eric Bland, I heard you say that your partners are going to be in court today to argue. Did you say bond? Yeah, well, he's got it. He's going to be arraigned, and obviously he won't get bond because he's already convicted. But okay. they have to set some, some kind of bond. All right. It? Okay. Enough said. Got it. Got it. He's in jail on a life sentence, plus more. He's not going anywhere, I hope. Now, just recently, we learned about a guy up in his 70s, a millionaire, who has a mansion in Algarve uh, across the ocean, and he actually had schemed, hatched a plot with the cooperation of others to escape jail. Let's talk one moment about jailhouse safety. This guy, Alex Murdoch, will stop at nothing to get out of jail. Jennifer Wood joining me, director of research, FitzNews.com. Jennifer, where is the courthouse at which he will be today? It's a federal courthouse, correct? Yeah, it's a federal courthouse in Charleston. Um, so they'll be transforming, transporting him from McCormick Correctional Institution, which is the state penitentiary he's been assigned to. Please join us now on Fox Nation for a brand new investigation, Parallels of Evil, the Bundy and Idaho killings. In this gripping special investigation, we bring together an incredible panel of guests who analyze disturbing similarities of evil between these horrible crimes. We speak with two female Ted Bundy survivors, Karen Pryor and Cheryl Thomas, who described their life before and after they were victims of Ted Bundy. We also speak with the renowned private investigator, Bill Warner, who worked the cases, and Ted Bundy's defense attorney, John Henry Brown. We travel to Moscow, Idaho, to speak with Washington State University students and interview neighbors of Brian Koberger. One neighbor shares exclusive insights about the suspect in the Idaho killings, Brian Koberger. Don't miss 
Parallels of Evil, The Bundy and Idaho Killings, streaming now exclusively on Fox Nation. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Hey, Chris McDonough joining me, director of the coldcasefoundation.org, former homicide detective, having investigated nearly 300 homicides, host of YouTube channel The Interview Room. Chris McDonough, I've had escapees. Now, a perfect time to try to escape is when you're at the courthouse, think Ted Bundy, who jumped out the window of the courthouse law library or during transport. And I'll use Bundy again. 
as a matter of fact, when Ted Bundy was being transported to a court hearing, there is some conjecture that he tried to escape, but it didn't work. Um, but that was foiled. Long story short, Chris McDonough, you've got both of those factors weighing in for Alex Murdoch going back and forth to the jail. Now, I will say this. The federal courthouse, and I was a federal law clerk to a judge for two years, it has very tight security. It's like a fortress. Yeah, and so, Nancy, the, the one thing to always keep in mind is for folks is he's got nothing to lose at this point. Even though, you know, he's playing, you know, I'm cooperating, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. The, the fact is, you know, he's convicted uh, for a double homicide. So that puts him in a new uh, level of security risk. And so the courthouse in of itself, the transport position of this is the most important. And then, of course, when they escort, any escorts are going to have to, they're going to have to have them shackled on both the uh, ankles and the waist. And then when they put him into the, the courthouse, they may even put a, um, um, a shock um, belt on him uh, just to lower that risk in of itself. Yeah, so he is still a high risk potential for escape, no doubt about it. Well, and another thing, who do you think he's friends with? Nuns and priests and virgins? No, <laughs> right. other people just like him on the outside that may owe him, that may try to facilitate some ill-fated escape plan. I mean, Eric Bland, I would not put it past him. I will. Uh, no, you're wrong. You're wrong, Nance. He's not going to do it today because his best hope of ever getting some kind of out is the reversal of the murder conviction. If he tries to escape before that is heard, he's dead meat. So if the murder conviction gets reversed, then there's a possibility on the financial crimes that he provides tremendous cooperation in taking down a lot of people. And maybe he gets a 30-year a sentence and with good time because it's not life without parole. He, it may be reduced to, let's say, 19 to 23 years or 21 years. He's 53 years old. He'll get out when he's 72. That's the only gauntlet that he could find himself possibly getting out of prison. And if he tries to escape before that murder conviction is heard on appeal, it's the kiss of death for him. So I disagree with you. Well, I do Eric Bland, I didn't say I thought he would do it because I don't think he will, but not for the accurate reason you just pointed out. I think he's just chicken. I mean, look who he killed. Unarmed yeah. woman an unarmed son. But he is a narcissist, so don't put anything past the narcissist. So you're right about that to, to, to discuss it, definitely, because he's a narcissist. Well, he's also a career criminal. Yes, he is. And all of his friends are criminals. Anybody that's not a criminal just like him, like his dope dealer cousin, Eddie, um, have left him or testified against him. Guys, not only is Alex Murdoch in court today, in federal court for dozens of financial crimes. The only reason I care about that money is I want it to go to the victims' families. It's the only reason I care about it. But also, he is set to testify under oath, if you can believe anything this guy would ever say, in the case of Mallory Beach, teen girl now dead. 
Do you remember that case? Take a listen to our cut, two, three, two. We just crashed in a boat. Wait, are you in the water or are you? We're, we're in the boat. We have someone missing. Okay. Hang on one second, okay? I'm calling in reference to a disabled, I'm sorry, a boat crash. There's six people on board. They currently have one missing. All right, it's in Archer's Creek, which is right there off of Paris Island. There's a bridge on Paris Island. They're underneath it. They crashed into the bridge. And more where you hear Connor Cook talking, not a Murdoch, because the Murdoch was too drunk to talk. Take a listen to 16. Oh, what? 911, where's your emergency? Please fire any of this. Hello? We're in a boat crash on Arthur's Creek, the only bridge on Arthur's Creek. What's going on? We're in a boat crash. Are you in the water or are you. We're, we're in the boat. Okay. We have someone missing. At the helm of that boat, Paul Murdoch later gunned down by his father, which effectively cut off one line of legal pursuit against Paul Murdoch and the Murdoch estate. It was settled quietly after the murders, just as Alex Murdoch had planned. But in that 911 call, you hear people screaming, you hear confusion. They realize Mallory Beach is no longer on the boat. Murdoch, too drunk to call, Connor Cook calling in the 911 call. Jennifer Wood joining me from FitzNews.com. I was struck when I went out on the water with Water Rescue to look at those huge cement pilings that Paul Murdoch sped right into throwing Mallory Beach off into the water. She remained in the water for three days before her body was found unrecognizable and bloated. Could you describe what happened in the crash, Jennifer Wood? I believe I read, I believe I read he was at 30 miles an hour. And if you look at that creek and that bridge, I mean, that is just, that's so fast for a boat in that creek going through those pilings. There's not a lot of room. Um, and I mean, he, he hit it hard. They were all injured to some degree in Mallory. Mallory, unfortunately, drowned. To Dr. Michelle Dupree joining us, uh, forensic pathologist, medical examiner, and also the author of Homicide Investigation Field Guide. You can find her at dmichelledupreemd.com. And she shot to the national forefront during the Alex and Murdoch trial and has taken part in the proceedings regarding the autopsy of teen boy Stephen Smith, also tangentially connected to the Murdoch case. Dr. Dupree, thank you for being with us. You and I went out to the water. Describe what exactly happened to this teen girl, Mallory Beach. Well, Nancy, we did go out, and as you may recall, this is it's really a narrow part of the the river it's also very dangerous at night when there is no lights around there was no running lights on the boat there were six young adults in the boat paul the driver was going at an incredibly high rate of speed especially for that area 
and slammed into these concrete boat pile, uh, concrete pier pilings, and it actually ejected at least three of these people out of the boat. Mallory, never to be found uh, recently. Um, I mean, it was just horrific. It was, it was terribly um, stupid to be doing something like that. But as we know, Paul was very intoxicated. And we know that the other friends on the boat were screaming and begging him to stop driving, to slow down. And he actually slapped one of the other girls on the boat that the girl was begging him to stop or to slow down and let somebody else drive. Joining me, Phil Odom. Boating accident reconstructionist. I don't like the word accident. Boating crash. Because when you get drunk, and these were underage, by the way, when you get this drunk and you start boating at high speeds for a boat, this is a very narrow waterway, and they were heading toward a bridge, and you would have to maneuver between two giant cement um support beams to get under the bridge he didn't do that he sped right into these cement pilings um phil owner of h2o investigations former law enforcement and you can find him at h2oinvestigations.com phil thank you for being with us i know you've studied the mallory beach boating crash and right now the court has decided Alex Murdoch will be forced to answer questions regarding that case. Hopefully, the Beach family will get a hold of some of that Murdoch money before it all goes out to debtors uh, that to whom he owes money. So, Phil Odom, after you've analyzed the Beach crash, what do you think? I think that Paul Murdoch was extremely intoxicated. There was a GPS unit that was on his vessel at the time, which indicated the last record of speed was 29 miles per hour. As Michelle stated, there was no lights on the bridge. I have not been out to the scene to know how narrow the pilings are from each other. However, from the pictures that I viewed, even during daylight hours, 30 miles an hour to try to go through those pilings is an unreasonable speed. So you mix those two, you've just got a recipe for disaster. Guys, we're talking about the horrible death of teen girl Mallory Beach. Take a listen to our cut two, three, four, played by WJCL. Authorities, search teams, friends, and family searched for an entire week. Until... 911, where's your emergency? We think we found her. Beach's body was found on March 3rd, 2019, in a marsh near the Broad River boat landing. I spoke with the boat rescue that were called out the night of the crash, got up out of their beds in the middle of the night to start looking for Mallory's body, hopefully trying to find her still alive. And they searched for days until March 3, when her body is found. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. To Dr. Michelle Dupree, uh, pathologist and author, Dr. Dupree, I recall that Mallory Beach died of drowning, not from a blow to the head. Does that make sense to you? Yes, Nancy, it does. Um, she was probably um, obtunded. Um, she had been drinking. She was thrown from the boat violently. Um, she is in the water. She is probably struggling. She is taking water in. Um, so, yes, chances are that she did drown. Even if she did hit her head, um, she would die most likely from the drowning, from taking in the water and not being able to get out. I'm not quite sure how her body wasn't found. It was not from lack of trying for that many days. Chris McDonough um, veteran homicide detective her body was taken by the currents 
uh, in that channel and moved, moved fairly quickly. And there are also, there's a lot of growth, marshes um, and tall grasses on the side of the water. And a, a perfect place for a body to lodge and be almost untraceable, unfindable. Yeah, when typically in a drowning situation like this, obviously the body immediately is going to start sinking. And if there is a current flow uh, at the bottom of that river, then it will move that body typically uh, in various directions. And there can be, uh, you know, places where the body would get lodged. And then once the body starts to, uh, the gases start to expand, essentially what happens is the body, you know, becomes buoyant. And it sounds like in this, it sounds like in this situation, she was under the water. Uh, we don't know how in terms of if she was unconscious, et cetera. But, you know, Dr. Priest assessment of that is, is 100%. And then when she comes up, you know, she is discovered. And one other thing, Nancy, real fast, going back to Paul and uh, Connor uh, on the boat. Remember when they left that dock, they almost hit another bridge first. It's reported that Connor corrected him and got him through that bridge real fast. And that's when he started going in circles. And so there's a lot of emotion. He, he was just fired up and that's when he took it out on his, um, the other female on the boat there. So he not only hit one bridge, he almost hit two bridges that night. Again, uh, so many days passed before her body was found. And let me tell you, it was not for lack of trying. Take a listen to our cut two five four from WJCL. The row of cars behind me are the friends and family of the missing teen who gathered here at eight this morning to pray for her safe return. The Department of Natural Resources told WJCL 22 News that right now they have seven dive crews, two helicopters and about 10 patrol boats, all looking for 19 year old Mallory Beach. The family told me today she disappeared after a boat she was riding in crashed here Sunday morning in Archer's Creek near the Paris Island Marine Depot. And the DNR also told me that they've had about eight other agencies at the local and state level reaching out to aid in this search. And they say one of the biggest challenges in this search specifically is the changing conditions of where they're looking. Right now they're working 12-hour shifts from 7 in the morning to 7 at night to find her. Interesting that video actually captures Mallory Beach just before the crash and it captures Paul Murdoch drunk and stumbling. Take a listen to 255, our friends at Fox Carolina. This surveillance video was captured near the New Day dock in Beaufort. You can see Beach here walking with her boyfriend. Also pictured friend Connor Cook, who made the 911 call that night. And Paul Murdaugh, who appears to be stumbling. Beach exits the frame last, seen smiling and laughing. The video was taken at 1.13 a.m. on February 24, 2019, about an hour before the crash. What bridge is it? Paul, what bridge is this? Paul, what bridge? 911, where's your emergency? We're in a boat crash on Arthur Street. Okay. We have someone missing. And the immediate reaction of the other people on the boat to Paul Murdoch is very telling. Take a listen to our cut 218 dash cam video. 
down. Let me decipher what you just heard. You are hearing Anthony Cook, the boyfriend of Mallory Beach, saying, bro, you effing smile like it's effing funny. And Paul Murdoch is just sitting there smiling. This is after Mallory Beach has been thrown overboard, hit her head on cement pilings, and ultimately drowns. And the cops say, sit down, sit down. And he screams, my effing girlfriend's gone, bro. You think it's effing funny? They make him sit down, and Cook says, I hope you rot in effing hell. Now, another ominous premonition, I believe, is uh, in our cut 217, where we hear everyone on the boat saying, he'll never get in trouble for this. Take a listen. Bro, you smiling like it's funny. My Girlfriend, go, Bo. You think it's funny? Y'all know Alec Murdoch. Oh, yeah, I know that name. That's his son. That's so bro. Good luck. To Eric Bland, high-profile lawyer out of the South Carolina jurisdiction, but practices all over, who was representing many of the victims connected to the Murdoch family. That night, the people on the boat said he'll never pay for this. He's a Murdoch. Nancy, it's just, uh, it's chilling. It was bone chilling for me just to hear that. I had forgotten that. And, uh, you know, as the two years or, well, now the three, four years have elapsed and we've seen who this family really is, they are completely, all of them, all of them, out of touch with regular society, with regular mores and values. It is... Um, it's not surprising that a lot of these things are coming out now and we're seeing them from Paul and Buster and obviously Alex Maggie, we didn't see as much. Um, but of course no one really, uh, gave testimony about any bad qualities that Maggie had. And I'm not saying she had them, but we've seen Paul, Alex and Buster. We've seen a little bit from the brothers. This is a family that is completely out of touch with the rest of society. There's no doubt about it. And when you hear the actions of Alex Murdoch the night of the crash, it will make your blood run cold. He goes to the hospital after these teens are raced to the hospital. And instead of trying to help them, he hovers over their bed, their beds, sneaks into their rooms to get them to change their testimony and not cooperate with police as opposed to being concerned and out there looking for Mallory Beach. Uh, Karen Stark joining me, well-known psychologist, joining us out of Manhattan, a trauma and crime expert at KarenStark.com. That's Karen with a C. Karen, is it within a family? Do children learn this behavior from their parents? Well, of course, Nancy, because listen to what's going on. You're saying he's out of touch, but he really wasn't or someone said he's out of touch. He's not out of touch. He knew enough to show up at that hospital. And here you're, you're talking about a missing girl, right? And he's running around from room to room trying to make sure that nobody testifies against his son. So he's very much in touch with protecting his son and making sure they're not caught. And that's what their family was like. They pushed everything to make sure 
that things worked on their side for their benefit. And they understood how to do that with the law, how to manipulate, how to just do whatever they could to make sure that people would not be able to testify if they possibly could do that. Now, when you hear the damage to the boat, you're going to be shocked that on the scene, no breathalyzer was administered to Paul Murdoch. Remember, these people, they're at the scene. The EMTs, the cops, they all know Alex Murdoch as a legal heir in South Carolina, and no breathalyzer was administered to his son, Paul Murdoch. After they see this, Take a listen to 257 Fox Carolina. Dispatch calls also paint a picture of Mallory's final moments. They were driving at a high rate of speed in the water in a boat. Female was sitting on her boyfriend's lap. They hit the bridge. She is now missing. The front left side, which would be the port side, the, the driver's side, is split open from the nose all the way to the foot back. There's a six-foot gash where the boat actually came apart at the scene. DNR officers took these photos aboard the boat the next day, showing coolers filled with drinks still on ice and empty bottles and cans left behind. Yet no breathalyzer at the scene. Take a listen to 236-WCBD. New documents show that none of the responding officers administered a sobriety test despite reports that Paul was visibly intoxicated and his blood levels were taken at 4 a.m. when Paul was at the hospital. Several hospital workers documented about Paul's behavior, as well as his father, Alex Murdahl, and grandfather, Randolph Murdahl, as troublesome and belligerent. Did you, you didn't crash in the bridge? Did you crash into, like, rocks or... New information from SCDNR shows that Paul was consuming alcohol earlier that day leading up to the crash, buying drinks at gas station, going to parties, and drinking at local bars. He was drunk, all right. Take a listen to 258 Fox Carolina. After the crash, four of the five teens were rushed to Beaufort Memorial Hospital. A nurse stated Paul Murdaugh was, quote, only wearing boxers and that he was grossly intoxicated and belligerent, adding that he appeared to be, quote, the most intoxicated and uncooperative of those involved. The hospital took a blood test from Murdaugh around 4 a.m. that showed Murdaugh's BAC sat at .286. That's more than three times the legal limit. To Dr. Dupree, what is .286? Explain. That is an extremely high level of alcohol. Someone with that level of alcohol is going to be visibly impaired. They're going to have obviously poor judgment. Their reflexes are going to be pretty much nil. Um, they are going to be so drunk that they can hardly stand up. But what did Murdoch do that night? Take a listen to our cut 249. This is Murdoch on the stand under oath for whatever that counts for with Alex Murdoch. Listen. Did you generally walk around with your bags hanging out of your pocket? Generally speaking, no, sir, I did not. Or only when you wanted some advantage from it. Did I? Did, did you I want some advantage from wearing it like that? Did I hang it out in my pocket when I wanted an advantage? Yes. I, I, I may have. Okay. I certainly may have. All right. What advantage did you want? When? Then. 
I don't even recall this, Mr. Waters, but if I was wanting some advantage, as you say it, I guess, and I don't remember this, but I guess I would want, uh, you know, as I said, a, a badge has a warming effect with other law enforcement. A warming effect, Eric Bland? What's, what's that supposed to mean? It has a fixing effect and not a warming effect. He's trying to flex his authority to get around uh, protocol, uh, the fact that you can't interfere with an investigation, the the fact that you can break uh, yellow tape and get inside of a crime mm. scene or get your friends in your house after your wife and son are murdered at a crime scene. That's what it is. It's called the fix, Nancy. Well, thank goodness there was actually video from the hospital because Murdoch said he didn't remember anything like that. Listen to 250. Say to this jury that there was any intention or purpose to you doing that at the hospital on the night of the boat wreck. I'm saying I don't remember using that badge. And I specifically remember, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. You you can ask you. You specifically remember what? That... I, like when I when I went into the room with the kids, did I pull my badge out? And I know that I did not do that. No, because it was on your pocket like that, correct? I, I, it's on my pocket like that right then. Mm-hmm. And then listen to two five one Murdoch being questioned by Prosecutor Creighton Waters about trying to convince the other teens not to testify. When I got there, I went to Pawpaw. When I left Pawpaw, I went to Morgan Dowdy, who was like a daughter. To Maggie and I had dated Paul for a long time, mm. and I went to Morgan. Um, Morgan had an injury to her hand that, that that was that was bad, and she was very upset about Mallory. Um, and, and they were working on her, so I left her room. I went back to Paul. Paul. At some point in time, I noted I went to Connor's room, and I believe those are the only rooms I went to. Did but again, t- I, I don't. I, I can't tell you that with certainty. While you're wearing that badge like that, did you tell any any of the kids who were in the boat wreck not to cooperate with law enforcement? I never told anybody not to cooperate with law enforcement. Well, that's not what they said. So who do we believe? And remember, he's referring to Paul. Paul. That would be Paul Murdoch, the son he murdered, trying to avoid financial ruin because of this boat crash. Alex Murdoch set to testify under oath in the Mallory Beach case. We only pray the victim's families get some of the Murdoch money, what's left of it. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.